Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Infatuation Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we have a very special guest calling in from South Korea. So we may need a little help with interpretation again. So we have back with us our good friend, Jumi. Hey, Jumi. Thanks for having me back. Oh, I'm glad you're back. I was wondering, you know, you were in Korea for for so long. You weren't replying to my text. I thought you didn't (laughs) want to do this anymore. (laughs) No, no. I was having too much fun in Korea. Ah, yeah, you were. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's part of the story is that you didn't get to see Rolling Quartz. The last time we we interviewed was in April, and then they went. They came to San Francisco on May 11th, mm-hmm. and you were on a flight to South Korea at the exact exactly. same moment. <laughs> I'm so sad about it. Yeah, literally that same day I was flying out to Seoul. So yeah. that concert was so fun. It was you. I was really close. I don't know if I showed you any pictures. But I got right next to the stage. No way. And some of them looked over, and I think we made eye contact, and they're kind of like, I know you. And so it was really cool. Oh, yeah. And then the next day, they had a meet, a fan meet and sign. Mm. And I got to meet them, and they were so nice. But I realized at that moment that I needed you because I don't speak Korean. So we we were (laughs) face to face. I was with all five of them. I was face to face, and I had nothing to say, Jimmy. I mean, I think they understand English pretty well, Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, it was just hard. So I I panicked. I panicked. I said, hi, I gave them some, some, some pins and magnets and stuff. And then I, then I ran out the door. (laughs) I'm sure they appreciated it. I I think they did. Yeah. They were seem very, they're very nice and very, and they recognized me and it was fun. And I, I felt like we, we knew each other a little bit, but I was still super nervous. So I don't know. So maybe next time you got to come with me so we can have yes, a conversation. Yes, next time. Hopefully they come again soon. Oh, man. Hey, speaking of tours, guess what? They're actually coming to Canada in Ooh. August. Not near us, though. They're going to Toronto. Okay. So but they're going to perform at Toronto's Korean Festival in August, something August 25th to 27th. Um, maybe we'll ask uh, manager Han about mm. the exact date, but yeah, that's exciting for Northern North Americans. Again, we get to get to see them. So I know that'll be popular. Wow. And audience out there, you remember that we were able to talk to Rolling Quartz in April. And so it honestly was one of my favorite moments as a podcaster. How did you, how did you feel doing that interview? I was definitely nervous. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at the video again and I was like, wow, like I definitely look nervous, but I had such a great time like getting to know each of them. And it was my first time kind of doing like an um, interpretation for like an interview uh-huh. it's, but, and with like a Korean all girls rock band. Yeah. So it was definitely a very special experience How for cool me. cool is that, right? Yeah, no, I, I think we we both said, I can't believe we're doing this, right? Yeah, <laughs> even now I'm like, did we actually do that? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I you know, on I we got some comments on our Instagram as well as I posted on some other places and everyone said your interpretation was on point. Wow. They liked I'm so it. glad to hear. <laughs> you know, and I you know, I think we're used to subtitles, but the thing about subtitles is that you stop listening and you start reading, right? Yeah. And so there's something about I mean, I don't know if it's the best format for a podcast. But there's something about hearing their complete answer, their intonations, the way they say things, and then hearing it in English. Like you listen a little more carefully to the Korean. Yeah. Because with oh, subtitles, yeah, once agree. once the subtitles come on, I'm just reading. I'm not really listening. Yeah, me too. I'm like tuning out. Just yeah, my yeah. eyes are fixated on the words. Yeah. So I think the po- I think the podcast format kind of worked. I don't know. It was kind of yeah. It was kind of cool. Definitely. 
Definitely and I got to more. play some of their music. I don't know if you heard the whole podcast, but I, I played a bunch of their songs. Mm-hmm. And I thought it yes, really worked. I did hear. <laughs> yeah, I thought it really worked. So uh, I don't know. I would love to interview more K-pop or K-music people. Yes. If they ever get back to me, I, D- I DM exactly. them all the time, but they never get back <laughs> to me. But we're ready. Uh, everyone yes, out there, ready. Korean performers, artists, we are ready for you. We're ready. Please reach out to us <laughs> first. <laughs> If you not, know what? I, please respond. I think our show is too small too. We need to grow our show. We need to get up to like the level of like a BuzzFeed or a Sirius FM. We need. To- <laughs> oh yeah, I believe this is the beginning of something. Once we blow up, then everyone yes, will want great. to come on our show. <laughs> exactly, yeah. they'll regret not responding right away. <laughs> so yeah, we got to really step up our game. Yeah. So we got to meet the band last time, but guess what? Today we're doing something special. We're going to meet with the general manager. Uh, Han Jong-wook. Actually, you know, it's funny. He was my contact person. And then he said, hey, do you have a cacao talk? And I was like, Hmm. no. (laughs) He goes, well, that's what we use in Korea. You should get one. So I started one. Oh, is that why you have cacao talk? Yeah, he's my only friend on there. You want to be my friend? I only have one friend. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) I use katok to talk to all my friends in Korea, all my family members. They only exclusively use katok. Okay, so you'll be my second contact. (laughs) What an honor. (laughs) But yes, but we were we were messaging back. Manager Han and I were messaging back and forth a little bit. It was pretty fun. Like, I was like, how's LA? You know, I hope you have a safe trip and stuff. And um, so I think we're we're like besties now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of. I'll talk to him soon. But I was like, hey, yeah, could we interview you? Because I, I'm fascinated by the Korean music industry. I think it is, uh, I mean, it's caught everyone by storm. And I think it's really interesting. And he said he worked in the industry for about 20 years. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping he has some, a long like, time. maybe he was like BTS handler. Maybe he has like some, some cool job that he did. I'm excited to hear so all we'll his see. past so he, gigs. So he is the general manager of Rolling Star Entertainment, and I found out that it's basically him and his brother and a few other people and Rolling Quartz, and that's like that's their whole company. Wow! So that'll be very cool. So, without further ado, let's talk to Han Jung Wook. <laughs> So, calling in from Seoul, South Korea, is general manager at Rolling Star Entertainment, Han Chung-wook. Welcome, manager Han. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Yeah, so uh, we have a couple questions for you about your career. Uh, How did you get started in music? (laughs) 복학하기 전에 시간이 좀 남아서 아르바이트를 했는데 그게 공연 기획사였었어요. 그게 바로 제 경력의 시작입니다. So after you know how Koreans have to go to mandatory military service. So after going to the army, his plan was to actually go into like doing getting government jobs. Okay. But before going back to school, um, he decided you know I want to try out some part-time jobs, and the part-time job he had. Then was working at like an entertainment industry related oh, gig. Wow. Are you a musician at all? Oh, 중고등학교 때는 이제 락스타가 되고 싶었었었는데 
이제 군대 갔다 온 다음에 한국 남자들이 대부분 그게 터닝포인트인데 군대 갔다 오면 이제 현실적이 되잖아요. 그래서 관뒀었었죠. So in middle school and high school, his dream was also to be like a rock star. But after going to the army, and he added um, a lot of Korean men when they go to army, that's like when they put themselves in their place, become more realistic. Um, so that's when he kind of stopped pursuing that dream. <laughs> I had But to face the real reality. The reality. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, music is a dream, but it's yeah, hard yeah. as a job. Yeah. Right. So, so what were some of the first jobs you had in entertainment? 처음에 제가 그 공연기획사에 들어간 게 1996년이었어요. 그리고 어, 첫 번째 97년 1월에 1월인가 2월인가 잘 기억은 안 나는데 했던 게 이제 스티브 와이라는 기타리스트의 공연이었어요. 그리고 뭐 미국 분들도 알만한 팀은 이제 미스터 비게 기타리스트 폴 길버트 어, 한국 투어할 때 같이 스텝으로 참여를 했었어요. Um, so he started the, he joined the industry in 1996 and one of his first jobs was in early 1997. Um, Steve Y. It was, yeah, Steve Y. It was a yeah, show for yeah. Steve Y. Yeah. Um, so he was a staff for that. And also he helped out with Paul Gilbert's um, show. Mr. Mr. Big, do you know Mr. Big Band? Mr. Big Band? Yeah, Mr. Big Band. Band, band name is Mr. Big. Uh, yeah. They're very famous in Korea. Mm. Ah. And this is like mostly rock? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let it go. Show me what you sound to you. Hold on, let it go. Wow. We, we see the rock band spirit. <laughs> the rock star spirit. So were you more behind the scenes like a stagehand or were you more managing? Oh, <laughs> 한국 스텝들과 그 미국 스텝들 사이에서 이제 좀 통역을 좀 해줬어요. 영어를 잘해서 했던 게 아니라 이제 한국 사람들이랑 그 사람들이랑 그 커뮤니케이션을 하는 그 방식이 좀 달라서 저는 악기도 연주를 했었었고 하다 보니까 조금 그 그런 일들을 했었습니다. So he actually interpreted between like the Korean staff and the American staff. And he said, it's not because he's like super good at English, but because <laughs> the way they communicate is very different. And also his personal experiences with, you know, doing music um, said, he said he, it helped a lot. Yeah, cool. Um, have you seen that? So that's almost 25 years that you've been yeah. working in this. Have you seen the industry change a lot since 1997? 어, 예, 많은 것들이 변했어요. 근데 그뭐 밴드 쪽은 그렇게 많은 변화가 있지는 않았어요. 어, 계속 안 됐었었거든요. 음, 그 록밴드 쪽만 Um, he said that a lot of things changed, but not really in like the rock band industry. He said not a lot of things changed since yeah. then. But K-pop. <laughs> K-pop yeah, yeah. way. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, did you see, can you even imagine how big K-pop is now? Like, back then in 1997, can you imagine K-pop being so big today? I never imagined. I can't believe it. It's so crazy, right? Now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, the fact that even an old guy like me, you know, knows K-pop and, you know, it's everywhere. Everyone, everyone in America seems, not everyone, but so many people in America are really, really, and it's not just Asians, not just Koreans, but the whole world is really into K-pop. It's really fascinating. 사실 한국에서 K-pop이 제일 인기가 없는 것 같아요. He said he thinks K-pop is like the least popular in Korea. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like compared to compared like internationally. To America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were talking about twice and how people will spend $200 like nothing just to see twice. But in Korea, I don't think people will pay $500 to see twice, $200 to see twice. 실제로 한국에서는 임영웅이라는 트로트 가수가 있어요. 그 임영웅이 가장 인기가 많습니다. 그 BTS나 블랙핑크도 임영웅을 이기지 못합니다. 한국 차트에서. Um, Curtis, I don't know if you know about Im Young-woo. He's a popular like trot. Trot. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Trot, yes. yeah, trot singer. Yeah. He said that he's probably more popular than BTS or like Blackpink. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. But I think rock in, in Korea, rock kind of went down a little in like 2005. It started to maybe go down a little. Do you start to see, you know, with Rolling Quartz, are you starting to see a little increase in Koreans liking rock music? Uh, Uh,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,我觉得,呃,
passionate fans, um, they ask like, why don't you guys do it louder? Why don't you go yeah, guys go yeah. louder? Yeah. Um, and he said it's not because they can't, but because their hopes is to be able to reach the general audience and kind of you know ease them into like yeah. the rock music yeah. world. Um, that's why they don't go as loud as they yeah. could. Yeah, there you're kind of in between. You know, there's like. Dreamcatcher is a little bit rock, right? And then you're on the other side, more rock, but still a little K-pop, you know, like a little the aesthetic of your band and just just the way you market it is is similar to K-pop, but the music is a little more on the rock side. So I think Dreamcatcher is maybe the hardest K-pop group and then you guys are kind of like a, a in-between K-pop and rock a little bit. So, how did Rolling Quartz get started? How did they find you, or did you find them? Uh, actually, we are looking for each other. Oh, 그 사실은 어 우리도 조금 그 서로가 필요했다고 생각합니다. Yeah, he says he believes that they both believe that they needed each other. Huh. So they had just started about, they had just thought about being a band and you were looking for a band and mm-hmm. it just worked out. Mm-hmm. What what sorts of things do you do? Like I saw you at the concert and you do everything from doing the wires to mm-hmm. setting up the instruments to getting water and doing sound. Like you do everything, but what, what sorts of things do you do for the band on a daily basis? Uh, He says he's done quite a lot of things in the music industry from like, you know, just like cleaning up like the company (laughs) to like leading as like a representative. So he knows quite a lot. Um, He said for, especially for like international tours, you need a lot of labor. But yeah, for yeah. the sake of cost, he's trying to do most of it, most of the work. <laughs> do you have, uh, what's your what's your daily schedule like? So you come in in the morning and do meetings and then rehearsal. What's your daily schedule like? Actually, I
같이 이제 또 회의를 잠깐 해야 되고 멤버들 이제 연습하는 거 체크해야 되고 또 사실은 노는 시간하고 일하는 시간하고 따로 구분은 없는 상태입니다. You said because they've been doing a lot of like international tours, it's been kind of irregular. Sometimes you wake up like mid midnight and do Zoom meetings, try to contact people through mm-hmm. Katok. And he also has to check like the members' practices. Mm-hmm. And his older brother, aka his boss, um, <laughs> they do meetings together too. So he says there's not too much of a um, distinction between like his rest and work. So mm-hmm. his daily schedule is pretty irregular these days. And you were saying the band comes in around one o'clock? Mm. Two o'clock and how how long do you guys practice? Oh, well, 보통 이제 합주하는 동안에 저희는 한한 시간 정도 그들의 합주를 좀 지도를 해주는 편이고 그 다음에 나머지는 멤버들끼리 하고 또 우리 대표님 같은 경우는 그 음악 작업부터 시작해가지고 이제 영상 편집 같은 것들을 우리 대표님이 다 하고. 저 같은 경우는 이제 비즈니스 차원에서 사람들 미팅 같은 것들을 또 오프라인 미팅 같은 것들을 계속 하고 또어 우리 멤버들 중에서 아이리 멤버 어, 기타리스트 아이리는 술을 좋아해서 같이 술을 마십니다. 거의 <웃음> 일주일에 두번 정도. He says for him he goes in to check like the member like the band's practice for maybe about an hour. Um, and then the rest of the practice time, it's just the members practicing. Um, his boss, aka his older brother, he does a lot of the music stuff and he also edits the videos um, himself. Oh, wow. And for Manager Han, um, he does a lot of like the business aspect of things. So like conducting like offline meetings, things like that. And he also added, Iri loves drinking, so they go out to drink like <laughs> twice a week. So. <laughs> do you feel like you have five daughters when you uh, have to take care of the band? Do you do you feel like you're an extra dad for them? I'm <laughs> 어쩔 때는 또 이제 아주 무서운 사람이 되기도 해야 되거든요. 애들 뭐 시키려면은 모질게 해야 되는 부분들이 있어서 좀 그렇게 하는데 이제 아까 좀 얘기했었어야 되는 부분들이긴 한데 아이리 같은 경우는 그 사실은 제가 옛날에 레이블을 운영했었을 때뭐 주민 씨는 아시겠지만은 세월호 어, 사건 있었었던 후, 후에 한 1년 반 정도 우리나라에서 모든 행사나 공연 같은 것들이 다 금지가 좀뭐 정부에서 못하게 하는 것도 약간 있었지만 나, 나머지 이제 애도 기간이라서 사람들 정서상 이제 공연을 할 수가 없었던 상황 그때 이제 우리 회사가 좀 망했거든요. 그래가지고 그때 모든 밴드하고 뮤지션들이 다 이제 떠났는데 아이리만 이제 남아 있었었어요. 그래서 어 너도 그냥 그 가라 네가 길 가라 그랬었는데 자기는 남겠다 그래가지고 그러면은 해줄 수 있는 게 없는데 그랬는데도 아 괜찮다 자기는 일단 있겠다 그래서 어 사실은 그 
아이리 같은 경우는 어 동료이기도 하고 뭐 친구이기도 하고 뭐 그런 여러 가지 감정들이 있, 있긴 있습니다. 그렇지만은 사실은 어 이제 또 브로잉 코치 멤버들하고도 같이 한 얼, 어떻게 보면 한 3, 4년 정도 이제 같은 시간을 보내다 보니까 그렇게 느껴지긴 하는데 이제 그렇게 생각하면 안 되거든요. 사실 옛날에 에이블 했었던 친구들도 다 중고등학교 때부터 봤던 친구들이라서 그렇게 생각을 하게 되는데 결국은 이제 좀 비즈니스는 비즈니스니까 그냥 일처럼 열심히 그 해야 되는 부분들이 좀 있습니다. 그래서 좀 일처럼 말을 하고 노력하고 있는 상황입니다. 음. Yes, so he said that his effort, you know, their effort is like 50-50 and since it's a work setting though, sometimes he's like a friend but sometimes there are times where he needs to be more strict mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, be, be the scary boss. Yeah. Um, so fun fact, actually, um, he, Mandarin Han had a label before then this too. And I re was part oh. of it. And there were a lot of other art- artists too. But after the Seor Ferry incident oh. in 2014, I believe, after, after that incident, about like a year and a half um, to, to mourn, all the people that had passed away from that incident, there weren't a lot of like events or yeah. shows going yeah. on. Um, so slowly the label failed and everyone in the label, all the artists, fans, um, they all left except for oh. Irie. And so manager Han was like, you know, you go your own way. But Irie was like, no, like it's okay. And he was like, no, you should go. But Irie was like, no, I'm going to stay with you uh. guys. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how... I guess like the very beginning yeah. or like the story before Rolling Quartz. And they've been together for like three, four years now. And but all that to say, he says that sometimes he feels like he wants just it's just natural to feel like like a fatherly yeah, type of yeah. you know way. But because business is business, mm-hmm. um, there needs to be that balance of, you know, being strict. Uh, I and, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loves Irie. <laughs> How can you not like Irie? <laughs> nah, they're great. on to the recent u.s tour i know you have to feel good right do you feel pretty good about the u.s tour everything went pretty smooth oh, 조금 재미있었었고 음식들도 다 맛있었어요. 약간 짜긴 했는데 어, 저 저는 좀짠거 좋아해가지고 모든 게다 좋았어요. He said everything was like amazing. It was amazing to work with Fake Star. They loved seeing the fan responses. Yeah. It was just overall a lot of fun. And yeah. you know, food was pretty salty, but he <laughs> likes salty, so it was all good. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I mean. Uh, I don't know, uh, Manager Han, I don't know if you told you, but Jumi 
Mm-hmm. On May 11th, when you came to San Francisco, <laughs> Jumi went to Seoul. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so she I didn't knew. get to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know the the Diadem were so happy to see you. I I'm on a few different groups, like different Rolling Quartz fan groups, mm-hmm. and everyone is so happy. Every time a new <laughs> video, like a new Aww. YouTube comes out, everyone gets excited to see it again. Uh, he said there from the the fans that attended the concert, there were fans from like the more the K-pop base and also from like the rock metal mm-hmm. base. So he felt that it seemed like the parents and the children were like both here. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. yeah, yeah. So he really enjoyed and appreciated that part. Yeah, I I was next to I was standing next to a dad with his seventeen year old daughter, and they were, t- they were <laughs> yeah. T- yeah, that's the way it is. Was there any surprises for you when you came to America? Something you did not expect? Oh. Uh... 사실은 어 영화를 통해서 미국에서 너무 많이 봤기 때문에 그냥 다 영화에서 본 거랑 비슷했어요. 그래서 특별한 건 없었었고 아 모든 게다 좋았는데 딱한 가지 조금 그랬던 거는 어 이제 밤에 제가 이제 담배를 피우니까 호텔 앞에서 이제 담배를 피우고 있으면은 어 어떤 사람들이 어떤 사람이 나타나요. 그래서 어 some guy came to me, gentleman, do you want marijuana, more cocaine, more something like that, blah, 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 하거든요. 그래서, <웃음> <웃음> 때문에, 그 이제 한국에서는 불법이니까, 대마초 같은 거는 한번 해보고 싶기도 했는데, 한국에서는 이제 그 추적 기술이 발달해서 6개월씩까지 다 나오잖아요. 그리고 외국에서 피고 온 것도 한국에서 걸리고 해서 그냥 해보고 싶었는데 꼭 참았어요. <웃음> Yeah, America is um, different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that because he's seen a lot of American movies, it was honestly not that different from the movies and nothing like super special. He said everything was good, but one thing was, um, so Major Han describes himself as a smoker. So he was smoking in front of the hotel and yeah, like random people would come up and suggest like, hey, do you want cocaine, marijuana? Like, do you want to do drugs? <laughs> and, but you know, drugs are illegal in Korea. Really and illegal, when yeah. you do drugs, they can like track like the, what what do you call them? Yeah, they can basically track your body and just see see yeah, if you've yeah. done drugs ever like in the past like six months. In your hair so, and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he said he was honestly a little curious, <laughs> but you know, it's illegal in Korea. Yeah. So he was able I to- I yeah, he keeps saying he really wanted to try it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, was was each city very different, or was it pretty similar from city to city? Oh, 완전히 달랐어요 서로. 그래서 그 지역 특색이 있어서 특히 이번에는 어 많은 도시를 한게 아니라 어 일곱 개 도시를 했는데 서로 간에 이제 좀 거리가 있다 보니까. 조금 그각 지역마다 특징 같은 것도 좀 정확하게 느낄 수 있는 그런 마치 한국에서도 어 
경상도, 뭐 전라도, 충청도 사람들 성격 다르듯이 그각 지역마다 사람들 그런 것들이 조금씩 달라서 그 다음에 이제 팬분들이 어 서로 어 저기 반응하는 방식도 조금 달라서 재미있었어요. 확실히 이제 조금 락메탈 쪽에 좀 그런 팬들이 좀 많이 온 데가 있었었고 또 약간 케이팝 쪽 사람들이 많이 온 데가 있었어가지고 그 다른 리액션도 굉장히 재미 흥미로웠었어요. Yeah, he said that it was pretty different, like city by city, um, city from city. And he really appreciated the fact that you could really clearly see the characteristics of the different cities. Mm -hmm. um, they toured seven different cities, I believe. And yeah, yeah. because there was some distance, um, he gives an analogy of like, even in Korea, there's Gyeongsangdo, Jeonladdo, Chungcheongdo, which are like the different states. And they're known for people having like different personalities and they speak differently, different culture and everything. So it's kind of similar to that. And one thing that was cool was the fans' responses were also different city yeah. by city uh -huh. because some shows had more like rock metal fans mm -hmm. and then in some shows there were more like K-pop based fans. Mm -hmm. So it was fun to see how the fans' responses were even different. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. All right. I, I saw an exciting announcement that you guys are coming to Toronto in August. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. 맞습니다. 그 8월 말에 가게 되는데 곧이 정확한 이제 세부 내용 공지가 올라갈 예정이고요. 그 아마 어 캐나다 토론토 한인 대상으로 원래 하는 거였었는데 무료 행사인 것 같아요. 그래서 어 가까운 데 계시는 분들은 와주시면 좋을 것 같습니다. Yeah, so they're 있습니다. they're performing in the end of August. Two shows. Yeah, two shows. Details are TVA. Okay. It's for Koreans in Toronto, but it seems like it's free. So. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> All right. Do you have other plans for 2023, or still in the works? Oh, 일단은 지금 음반을 제작하고 있어요. 음반 녹음 중이고요. 그 다음에 어 투어 유럽 투어하고 또 다시 미국 투어를 계획을 하고 있는데. 아마 올해 말 아니면은 내년 초쯤에 진행되지 않을까 싶습니다. Yeah, so they're working on a new album right now. So they're recording an album. And also, you might have heard, but they're planning a Europe tour, tour uh -huh. as well as possibly another America tour, North America tour. And if it happens, it would probably happen end of this year or like early next year. Wow, that's big news. I, I'm on a, a discussion group for Rolling Quartz and everyone says, when are you coming to Europe? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So all you European fans out there, maybe soon, maybe sooner than you think. That's awesome. The time is set and it's just 준비를 하고 있는데 어좀 상황들이 그 조금 정확하게 어 픽스가 되면은 그때 발표를 하도록 하겠습니다. So they want to perform in many different areas in Europe, but mm. nothing is nothing is set in stone okay, yet. Okay, so. okay, we'll fingers crossed. People are very excited though. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, any more collaborations coming up? 어 사실은 어 콜라보레이션 같은 경우 저희가 했었던 거의 모든 
콜라보레이션들이 갑작스럽게 진행된 거였었어요. 그래서 어 제안이 들어오면은 사실은 저희가 거급 가급적이면 다 하는 편인데 왜냐면 좀 재밌기도 하고 근데 그 지금 구체적으로 뭐 픽스된 그런 것들은 아직은 없는 상태인데 뭐 어느 날 갑자기 나와도 뭐 이상하지는 않을 겁니다. He said that all of their past collaborations were kind of all unexpected. Mm. Um, so as for them, whenever they there is like a suggestion or an offer, they would usually take it because you know it's fun. It's a good experience. Yeah. Um, nothing set in stone yet, but if they just randomly come out, then don't be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, and then one more question from my discussion group. They were asking, "Are you ever going to bring back more merchandise, like hoodies or some of the older merchandise?" 아, 그게 옛날 머천다이즈가 그게 사실은 그거는 어 돈을 벌라고 만든 게 아니에요. 그냥 좀 멋있는 멋진 거를 만들고 싶다 그러다 보니까 어 경제적인 그 그거하고 좀안 맞았어요. 그래서 뭐 유통하고 뭐또 이것저것 하다 보니까 우리가 그거를 어 많이 팔았는데 돈을 못 벌었어요 그걸 통해서 그래서 지금 사실 고민 중이에요 그러니까 머션다이즈의 퀄리티를 올리면은 사실 우리가 돈을 못 벌고 그래서 어떤 게 가장 적절한 방법인지를 계속 연구하고 있습니다 그 특히 후디 같은 경우는 이 여기 뭐 저기 오바로크라고 자수 뭐라 그래야 되나 그런 거부터 시작해 가지고 굉장히 신경을 많이 썼었어요. 그래서 어뭐 조금 어떻게 해야 될지 지금 고민 중입니다. 너무 돈을 못 벌었어요. 머션다이징을 통해서. So he said that the old merch wasn't really for profit. They wanted to make something cool and sleek. So that's how they came out with the old merch. And he also said that it was not the best economically. So there was no profit. No although reason. the outfit was cool. <laughs> So they're still thinking about it because if you raise the quality of the, the merch, price, yeah. then the price yeah. <laughs> would also go up. Um, yeah. So they're still thinking about what the best idea would okay. be. Yeah, because you know San Francisco is cold. I, I always I always wear a hoodie in San Francisco, <laughs> so <laughs> I need one. Uh, thank you. Okay, so we're gonna do some quick questions. This is called our lightning round. Uh, Manager Han, what is your favorite Rolling Quartz song? Uh, I like Blaze. Because it was the first song I released. I released it first. members first. I released it I 중간에 이제 개입을 하게 되면은 조금 그러니까 저는 이제 뭐 그거 가지고 좀 비즈니스를 해야 되니까 그러다가 딱 이제 어느 날 듣는데 어 이건 너무 좀 뭔가 좀 울컥하더라고요 노래가 그래가지고 지금 여전히 그 노래 나오면 그냥 미국 공연 투어할 때도 어 미국에서 이 블레이즈를 연주했었던 순간이 제일 그냥 감동적인 매 공연 때마다 뭔가 So his favorite song is Blaze, and it's because 
you know, it's part of the first album. Yeah. And so while they were producing the song, they he didn't listen to it until they were like mostly done producing the song. And when he first heard it, he was just, you know, totally moved. Yeah. So every time you hear that song, even now, when he when during the tour, whenever Blaze would come up, it would just provoke some emotion like in his heart, like, wow, yeah. you know, just overwhelming feeling of. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a cool song. Dude. Jumi, that was a song they played for us. Oh, they yeah. They played plays for us. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, besides Rolling Quartz, who is your favorite band or group? Uh, I Metallica. Rembo들께서는 그거를 실제로 밴드 레이블을 운영하면서 그거 다 경험하거든요. 사람들은 어 뮤지션들은 뭔가 좀더 거룩하고 고차원적인 거 가지고 싸우는 줄 아는데 사실은 굉장히 사소한 것 때문에 그 싸우기도 하잖아요. 그래서 그런 거 보고 굉장히 음좀 공부가 많이 되기도 했고 또아좀 내가 밴드 같은 거어 제작하고 운영하고 그럴 때 저런 그 갈등 상황들을 많이 극복해야 되는구나 해가지고 음악도 좋아했지만은 그들의 어떤 삶의 에티튜드 이런 것들까지 좀 좋아하게 됐습니다. 메탈리카를 가장. He said his favorite band slash artist are one of them's Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, yeah. Yeah, the band, and then the other is Metallica. Metallica, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's seen a documentary about them actually, and um. One of the scenes is James kind of running away, ghosting all the members, and then the <laughs> other member, Lars, goes out to find him. Yeah. So you would think that musicians fight over just things that are more, I don't know, holy, or fight for like the greater good kind of. But when you look into conflicts that occur in bands, they people fight over like stupid things, mm-hmm. like the smallest details. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, watching that documentary too and seeing how they navigated through different conflicts that arise um, from, you know, trying to do a band. Um, mm-hmm. He learned a lot from them, just like the way they do life. And he's also, all the things that he's learned from them, he's trying to incorporate into his work too mm. as he leads a band. Hmm. Yeah, Metallica is from San Francisco too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we play the Metallica songs from the yeah. metal. I saw that. Yeah, that's cool. That was very cool. Ah, 그리고 한국 한국 밴드로는 어 
사실은 저희가 그 커버도 하기도 했는데 크라잉노트라는 밴드와 노브레인 그 다음에 윤대현 밴드 YB라고 하는데 그세 팀이 어, 한국에서 메탈리카와 비슷하게 우리한테 그런 뭔가 그냥 존재 자체가 좀 어드바이스를 주는 듯한 느낌이 좀 있습니다. So he said that some of his favorite Korean bands are Crying Nut, mm-hmm. No Brain, and the Yoon Do-hyun band. YB. So not just, yeah, YB. So their YB. music, not only their music's good, but also for similar reasons why he likes Metallica. It's just the way they do yeah. life and the way they approach their yeah. music. 어 그들도 한 25년 한 30년 정도의 경력을 갖고 있는 밴드들이거든요 한국에서 그래서 올해 한 밴드들한테 배울 게 너무 많아서 어좀 그들이 내 선배든 아니든 좀 존경하는 마음이 개인적으로 있어. So those bands they've been around for maybe like 25 to 30 years. So there's a lot to learn from from a band that lasted that long. Yeah. yeah. So. They, he respects them, them a lot. And you play with them sometimes, right? I think Rolling Quartz is playing mm. at a festival mm. with Crying Nut. Not mm. the same time, but a different stage. But you're going to play in the same festival. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so, you know, running a band is kind of like running a family. Uh, which member? So, Adam, Youngan, uh, Hyunjang, Jayang, or Irie. Which one of them... Causes you the least amount of trouble. Like which one do you not have to worry about at all? Well, because 사실은 어 멤버들 중에서 이건 솔직한 이야기인데 말썽 피우는 멤버는 없어요. 그리고 어 대부분의 멤버들이 다 성실하고 그 다음에 어 많은 사람들이 어떻게 생각할지 모르겠지만은 지금의 한국의 그 뮤지션들은 다 어렸을 때부터 이제 조기 교육을 받기 때문에 뭐 예술 고등학교, 뭐 예술 대학교 이런 부분들에서 이미 하드 트레이닝을 어느 정도를 하느고 이제 나오기 때문에 조금 그런 기본적인 연습 같은 거를 하기 위한 어떤 그 성실함 같은 것들이 다 멤버들이 있는 상태에서 그리고 걔네들이 청춘을 어술 먹고 노는데 보낸 게 아니라 학교에서 트레이닝하는 그 습관이 많이 들었기 때문에 어 어떻게 보면은 음 그냥 일반적인 젊은 사람들이 하는 것처럼 어 놀지는 않고 있습니다. 그냥 그 약간은 음. 어쩔 때는 오타쿠처럼 애니메이션 같은 걸 본다든가 아니면은 뭐 게임을 한다든가 요 정도 수준의 저거지 어 문제를 어 거의 모든 멤버들이 일으키지 않고 있습니다. He said that, to be honest, none of the members really cause trouble because they're all hardworking. Yeah. And yeah, Korean musicians now, um, they train from an early age. They go to like an, a specialized like art high school uh-huh. um, yeah. and colleges for like performing arts yeah. too. Yeah. So they're all pretty hardworking because they come from that background. They were like hard trained from an early age. Yeah. And yeah, none of the members spent their youth just like you know, drinking their lives away. Um, <laughs> they were training hard in school. Yeah. So all they do for fun is probably like watch anime, game, but that's pretty much about it. Huh, huh. But you're not worried that one of them will get married and leave the band? Ah, good. 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 Ah, 
뭐그 자연스럽게 뭐 그거는 개인적인 뭐 자유와 판단의 영역이니까 그건 뭐 회사가 어떻게 할수 없죠. 뭐. 단지 이제 어 미리 좀 얘기를 해줬으면 하는 뭐 마음이죠. He said that you know if that happens they the, they can't really stop them or control them. <laughs> course, yeah. I mean marriage it's really up to the individual. So you know if that happens. They're ready to embrace it, but please give like a, a notice, you know, <laughs> a little <laughs> notice if it happens. 제가 사실은 그 미국의 이제 특히 밴드들의 엔터 시스템을 좀 보면서 좀 놀란 건 뭐였냐면은 서로 아마 그게 조금 그런 차이가 있는 것 같아요. 그러니까 한국 회사들은 어 만약에 이제 개인적인 사생활을 어느 정도까지는 어 회사와 좀 공유를 하는 편이에요. 왜냐면 이게 공적인 영역이냐 아니면 사적인 영역이나의 경계에서 약간은 그, 그 공적인 부분들의 비중이 좀 높은 편이죠. 근데 이제 제가 알기로는 이제 미국 회사들은 어 사적인 비중이 좀 높은 것 같아요. 그러니까 만약에 뭐 머틀리쿠르가 어 마약을 한다 그러면은 어 회사 사람들이 하는 얘기는 나는 마약을 공급하지 않았다. 라는 얘기를 해요. 근데, 어, 문제는 한국 회사는 아예 못하게 한다는 거죠. 사실은 그런 거를. 그리고 그런 부분들, 약간은 그런 부분들 좀 정서적인 차이가 있어서 조금은 이제 인권적인 부분이나 이런 부분들이 예민한 문제긴 하지만은 한국은 조금 미리 차단하는 시스템이고, 어, 특히 어, K-pop에서는 그게 더 심하거든요. 10대 때 사람들이 그 데뷔를 하기 때문에 아무래도 조금은 좀더 엄격한 기준을 가지고 좀 하는 게 아닌가 그런 정서적인 차이가 있지 않나 싶습니다. He said that the band system here in America and Korea are like pretty different. Um, in Korea, it's more like preventative because People start from a pretty early age, maybe like in their teens. It's yeah. important that the company kind of has more strict measures to prevent things from happening. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the USA, like, you know, if one of the members, you know, do drugs or something, the company will be like, well, I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. But in Korea, that probably won't happen. It's less likely to happen because the company is already training them to not even mm -hmm. get into that situation. Yeah. So that's a yeah. bit different. Yeah, I think you mentioned, especially K-pop, right? Very controlling. Yeah. Uh, all right, one last one. What is one thing about rolling quartz that that people don't know? Um, Inijogin过程当中，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，他们，
99% 사람들한테 전달되고 있고 모르는 게 아마 없을 거라고 생각됩니다. You said that rolling courts, you what you see is what you get. What you get is what you see. So there's probably not a lot of things that fans don't know about rolling courts because they um, transparency is very important to them. Um, and if you try to do something that's not really you, something more artificial and just unnatural, people will notice that. People will mm-hmm. notice that if it if you're doing something that doesn't suit you. Yeah. Um. So what he talks a lot about with his brother, aka his boss, is that they want to be as candid and, um, yeah, just honest as possible with everything they do. They don't want to cry create an image that the rolling courts member don't have just for the sake of, yeah, I don't yeah. know, business or attracting fans. Yeah. So uh, 99%. Maybe one fun fact is that their outfits and their hairs um they all decide for their own. So oh. there's no like separate stylist telling them, hey, do this kind of hair or huh. no outfit. So, you know, they provide the financial means, but the members, it's take, up to the members to decide on their own. Their own things, yeah. We only gave them our credit card. <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous. That's a dangerous thing. <laughs> but all right. Hey, that's about it for us. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you so much. If you come back to America, don't forget us, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. No problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, make sure you say hello to everyone for us. And uh, yeah, let us know when you're coming back. And, and maybe we can uh, maybe spend more time in San Francisco and we can we can hang out and have a dinner or something. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, see, anything else, Jimmy? Or... Mm, Jimmy, see the time, because... 또 가게 되면 한번 볼수 있었으면 좋겠어요. 네, 너무 좋아요. 저번에 못 가서 너무 아쉬웠어요. 네, 네. 다음에 꼭 뵙도록 하겠습니다. You should bring Jumi on your next tour with you. She can do oh the interpretation God. for you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much pay? Yo, she's cheap. She's cheap. cheap. Yeah, she's very cheap. I'm cheap. Oh, uh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, you could afford her. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, thank you so much, Manager Han. And say hello to all the girls for us. And we will talk to you soon, yeah? Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, yeah. It was a pleasure to meet you. I'm glad I met you in person. But yeah, we'll we'll do some more next time we see you. Okay. 다음에 또 뵙겠습니다. 네, 감사합니다. 감사합니다.